Hello and welcome to another episode of Special Parents Confidential. I'm John Pellegrini. One of the goals we have with these podcasts is be able to tell you about great support organizations that offer help for parents of special needs kids. And with this episode, I'm pleased to be able to tell you about a great organization called the Friendship Circle. The Friendship Circle is based in Detroit, Michigan, but its outreach is nationwide and they're even expanding around the world. The entire concept for the Friendship Circle is based on one simple idea offering help and support to special needs children through friendships. Our guest for this episode is Rabbi Zvi Shekman, one of the family coordinators at the Friendship Circle. He's also the lead author of the Friendship Circle blog, a daily resource blog and emailed newsletter for parents of special needs children. We started out with Rabbi Shekman giving an overview of what the Friendship Circle is all about and how it came to be. Friendship Circle was founded in 1994, and really the, the focus of Friendship Circle when it was started was was you know looking at a a segment of the community that was really underserved. Um, there was really uh, many kids with special needs, and they had therapy centers and they had special educators and they had, had placements in schools. But there was one real element that was missing, and that was social engagement and and the ability to interact with others. Mm-hmm. Um, and really develop friendships. And so, you know, hence the name Friendship Circle. The purpose of Friendship Circle really was to just give friendship to, to children, teens, and young adults with special needs. Um, and that's really how Friendship Circle started. We started providing uh, volunteers. Our first year there was, I believe, four children with special needs and eight volunteers. And, uh, you know, and just grew from there. You know, from 1994, you know, just continually, you know, grew until this, right now we have about uh, 350 families with special needs that are active in Friendship Circle. Wow. And we have about 800 uh, teen volunteers. Uh, teen and adult volunteers, that is. So we have grown over those 15, 15 20 years, um, and it's just been an amazing experience. Um, you know, and we've evolved from just a simple concept of, of friendship. The, our original program was a, a program called Friends at Home, where a teen volunteer would visit the child in their home, and they would just really hang out with them, do what, what the child wanted to do, whether they wanted to play outside, play a board game, uh, maybe they need some help with some homework, some so some tutoring, um, and really just a very comfortable environment for the child in his own home, and they could just really develop a friendship at their own pace. And, and since then, we've, we've uh, progressed to over 30 different programs um, where teen volunteers are still paired up with the child, and they participate in programs together. So there's many different programs now for the different needs of the children, the different interests of the children. Wow. And how did you become involved with the Friendship Circle? Um, so when I was uh, about six, seven years ago, my wife and I were looking to, uh, to uh, you know, go to an area that would really be, to really make an impact on others' lives. You know, we, we followed the division of the, uh, uh, one of the most famous Jewish leaders, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, whose who's mission, who really wanted young, young individuals to, to head out and, and help others, whether it was from an educational uh, standpoint or a social services standpoint. And so, uh, we really looked at Friendship Circle as an opportunity to, uh, to uh, you know, help others and, and really get involved. Um, it also helped that I had three, three siblings with special needs, so I, I think I understood a little bit, and uh, I really wanted to help out with, with, uh, with you know, this, this special needs community. Um, and at that point, we were really looking to, uh, to, get, to start a Friendship Circle or get involved in a Friendship Circle, and... Uh, uh, Friendship Circle of Michigan is the founding Friendship Circle, so I was uh, involved with the, in touch with the director, Rabbi Levi Shemtov, in discussing different ideas in different places. And 
eventually uh, he just uh, said, why don't you just come uh, come to Michigan, and uh, we, we need some more help over here. We're growing, and uh, that's how I ended up in at the Friendship Circle of Michigan. Well, that's neat. Now, the Friendship Circle is a huge organization, too. Um, and my first encounter with them is probably the same that a lot of people have, and that's through your email newsletters from the Friendship Circle blog. And I've been really impressed with the variety of information you share with those emails. What made you decide to uh, create the Friendship Circle blog, and how do you go about uh, getting that together? Okay, so that, that really started happening in 2010. In 2010, we took part in a contest called the uh, Chase Community Giving Contest. Um, before that time, we really didn't have an online presence. We didn't know much about, um, you know, the online world and, and resources and so on. Um, we signed up for this, you know, this uh, Chase Community Giving Contest, which is really a voting contest for nonprofit organizations, um, you know, to really rally their their constituents and their supporters to vote for the, for an organization, and the top voters would win um, anywhere between twenty five thousand and a uh, and a million dollars. Hmm. And uh, being very naive but very energetic and you know exciting, we decided to jump on board. Didn't realize hmm. what we were getting into, but uh, for about three weeks it was just a nonstop voting craze, and uh, we ended up winning a uh, hundred thousand dollars. We got you know, seventy thousand votes in a week. It was, wow. it was an eye-opening experience when it comes to what you can do um, online. And uh, from that point on, we really, we really, we realized the power um, that the internet can has in terms of providing information and rallying a community together. And so we took that inspiration from, from that experience and said, what can we do to provide and to help um, in the special needs community? And uh, we started out with a blog, and uh, in the beginning it wasn't easy. We, didn't, we weren't really sure exactly where, which direction it was going to follow, but uh, we realized that anytime we posted a resource, something that was helpful to a family, um, it got a lot more traffic and a lot more interest. And so we said, you know, that's really the... the the path we want to follow, and uh, since then we've grown from you know a few hundred readers a month to uh, about 120,000 readers a month now. So wow. you know we've really found a niche where where families really could find, need you could you could use any help they can get, and uh, we really try and provide quality resources, uh, parenting information, therapy tips, uh, products that can help their child with special needs. Um, just whatever whatever we can help with, whatever information we can provide, we want to provide that. Right, and I'm just amazed, like I said, with the uh, the depth and the uh, variety of the of the information you you share with that blog. It's uh, it's really impressive. Thank you. Yeah. Now the Friendship Circle is also a full time facility in the Detroit area, and you offer a variety of programs and services right there. In, in and I must say, I've, I've, the pictures I've seen online, it's a it looks like it's a huge place. Um, can you tell us about some of the programs and how all that came together as well? Sure. So we, it's a right now it, from 1994 till uh, 2005, Friendship Circle didn't really have uh, its own home, mm-hmm. uh, specifically because you know the Friends at Home program took place in a, in the child's home. So you didn't need a facility for that. Right. And then we had, as the programs developed, we rented out places here and there. Um, 2005, we finally realized we needed our own facility. And so some very generous benefactors came forward, and a 25,000-foot a uh, square foot facility was built. Really, really nice, beautiful area. And it really enabled us to have most of our programs under one roof. We have a gym. We have a, uh, a uh, mock village um, where where students can learn life skills, and we have a whole activity wing. Um, and the, we have a number of programs. We have about 30 uh, weekly and seasonal programs every year. Some of the programs we have is uh, we have a program called Inclusion Sports. 
So we have some. We have a lot of kids who have Asperger's um, or autism, and and they they like playing sports, but they just uh, you know when it comes to team sports, it's just not not easy for them. Not easy to you know in terms of interacting with the other kids on the team, um, and it's just a very difficult situation. So we created a program called Inclusion Sports, where it's a a very um, nice environment. So we have kids with special needs that are mixed with neurotypical kids, mm-hmm. and they really mix their, we intermingle them, and they, together they, they participate in, uh, we have a floor hockey a, a league and a basketball league, and it gives them, it's, it's more advanced than just playing a game of, of soccer together. There's teams, it's, it's, it's a real league, there's a little bit of competition, but it's not o- overly competitive. So it gives them a feeling of being involved in a, in a specific um, league, just like their, their peers would. We have a life skills program, like I mentioned, where we have a mock village where so students and uh, and the kids with special needs can learn um, very basic skills that that we sort of take for granted: uh, time management, street safety, money management. Um, they can go from store to store. They can withdraw real money from a bank, and they follow a, a curriculum that was uh, designed by a, a special educator mm. to really uh, really learn some of these basic skills. Wow, that's amazing! And we also offer some more unstructured programs, a free play program. So. You know, some a child especially just wants to come and relax. That's fine. They're matched up with a volunteer, and they can participate, and they can use any of our activity, our rooms in our activity wing or the gym, whatever really is of interest to them. Hmm. We also have a Hebrew school where we teach uh, kids with special needs uh, to read Hebrew um, and uh, about the Jewish holidays. And, uh, you know, we have a Sunday Circle program that really mixes in a number of different activities in, in short segments. So you have... You know, it's a two-hour program, but we have 20 minutes of art, 20 minutes of a food activity, 20 minutes of a music program, 20 minutes of sports, and then 20 minutes of free play. So it really gives them, you know, short, structured uh, programs to partake, partake in. We have a drama and music program that, uh, you know, gives, gives uh, kids who like that, uh, like the music and drama element. Um, and, uh, those are just some of the programs that we offer on a, on a regular basis. And, and most of these programs, are, are, we pair a teen volunteer with a child, so they're participating together in this program. Mm-hmm. I imagine the teenagers, the volunteers, really get a lot out of it as well. Yeah, and sometimes that's the uh, the lesser known uh, feature is that uh, sometimes these teen volunteers really don't uh, don't realize what what it means. Um, of course, we have train we have not trainings, but we have orientations uh, about what they're they're going to be involved in, and uh, and they come out realizing that. You know, they may have made an impact on, on their new buddy that they've met, but they they come out, you know, feeling like they've made a huge difference. It gives them a bigger sense of responsibility, um, you know, and appreciation of of children with all different types of needs. Right. I think that's uh, I think that's so great uh, for all kids to know. And and going along those lines, you know, you also have an anti-bullying program. Uh, that the friendship circle has created called the Upstander program, and I looked over that too as well on the internet, and it just looks like such an amazing ideal with the uh, for dealing with problems with bullying in the schools. Could you elaborate on how the program works and uh, what how, what it is? Sure. So you know, dealing with uh, teens for you know since 1994, you learn a lot a lot about teenagers. Um, you learn a lot a lot about what happens in schools, and uh, we realize that you know, and I think. The, the rest of the world has realized this as well, is that bullying is becoming an increasingly bigger issue um, across the board, especially with online um, cyberbullying. Um, it's just a, it's a big issue. And so we realized that we, we worked a lot with teens, and there's a lot of teens that were volunteers here that, 
that were involved in bullying incidents, and we wanted to see what we could do to help out. And we we really looked at all of the different programs that are out there, and we and we we came up with something that was very unique. A lot of the programs really focused on the on the bully or the or the person being bullied, um, and, and it's a lot harder to change in those situations. But but we realized that there's a lot of upstanders, a lot of uh, what you call upstanders or bystanders. I'm sorry, right. um, where people would see the the bullying going on, but the teens would say, "Well, you know what? It's I'm not involved. I don't want to be involved in it." I'm not being bullied. I'm not bullying somebody else. Right. I'm just going to let it let it go. Um, and, and we saw that that if if you can, and this has been backed up by by some you know some uh, some studies, if the bystanders have a power to to step up and step and step in and say, hey, this is not right. What you're doing, mm-hmm. you can really stop a bullying incident. And so we really focused on the the bystanders, the ones that were that were seeing what was going on, and you, call, you know basically the concept concept would be to change them from being bystanders, just watching what's going on, to upstanders, you know, stepping in and saying, this is not right, and really stop stop bullying in its tracks. And so that's really the, the focus mm-hmm. of the program. And so we have, uh, we go into about uh, eight high schools in the metro Detroit area right now. Um, that's growing every year as well. And it's a six-week curriculum where they, they uh, students come and they really learn the basics of, of what it means to be a bystander. There's obviously many different situations. They learn the appropriate Things to do, how to do it, when when teachers need to be involved, um, and how to protect themselves as well. So it's it's a very very um, crucial program that uh, is, is is really taking off. Right, and I'd I'd love to see that get expanded across the nation. So one of our goals is uh, you know to really to really build it uh, and create a good a good template that other other organizations can come and say we want to use this template and uh, and develop it further and, and and implement it in their own schools and that's something that we're looking to do in the future is to you know maybe hold a uh, you know webinars or, or a conference locally to say this is what this is how we do it this is how it works now take it and run with it in your in your schools right that sounds wonderful. Boy, I hope that goes really well. And, and then, um, unlike some support groups or assistance facilities, the Friendship Circle doesn't really focus on just one particular disability or need, such as autism or Down syndrome, but you, you kind of offer assistance on virtually all special needs. Now, is that difficult to have such a large variety of programs and assistance in just one facility? Um, well, the, 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 the benefit is, is that, you know, and this is the benefit of not being a therapy center and, uh, and not uh, having to focus educationally on, on certain on disabilities, um, because we we're, we we clearly say we're, our focus is not to to provide speech therapy or occupational therapy or physical therapy. It's really just to provide friendships. It doesn't really matter what the disability is. Um, you know, it ranges from very very severe disabilities with c- kids who are not verbal um, and maybe more difficult to engage than than other kids. Um, and we just work, we just find the right volunteer and the right match. You know, some volunteers have, have been volunteering with us for four or five years. Mm-hmm. So we'll tell them, you know what, we have a, we have a kid that uh, may be a little bit more challenging to engage with, and we're going to give you that, that opportunity to work with them. Um, and so it, it really doesn't matter what the, what the ability level is, and we just, we just find ways to, to, find, to match the right volunteer, the right program, and we do our best to, to engage them. There's been, you know, we've had some of our, some of our parents tell us, you know, you know, children in this environment, my child in this environment is doing so much more than other environments just because they're more comfortable. They have somebody that they can connect with that they know. The volunteers are come on a weekly basis and they're matched with the same child. Mm-hmm. So they just get more comfortable and they'll they'll be more open to new experiences where in other environments they wouldn't be. Right. 
And that's, I think that's great. Uh, your newsletter blog is emailed around the world, and you also have international facilities that are similar to the ones you have here in Michigan, as well as here in America. Uh, but I know that there are, when some people read about your facility and the affiliation with the Lubavitch Foundation, they might wonder if you're primarily for Jewish people or if you're like other groups and facilities that are run by religious organizations but still open to anyone regardless of faith. So we are we are a Jewish organization. We are found we are under the Chabad the Lubavitch movement, um, which was uh, which is the, through the vision of the Lubavitch Rebbe, who is our leader, who really you know stressed the, the importance of reaching out to others. Um, like I said before, whether it's educational or in social service environments. Um, however, we are open to um, both uh, Jewish individuals and non-Jewish. It doesn't make a difference. Uh, it's regardless of faith. Uh, we serve each one regardless of that. That's wonderful. Yeah, I know there are there are lots of other uh, organizations too that are based through different religions, but they're they're open to everybody as well. And I I just think that's wonderful. <laughs> you know, it helps create a better understanding and and more diversity. Exactly. Which is what I think the the world could use a lot more of <laughs> these days. Um, now, the Friendship Circle does a lot of work with the schools in Detroit and southeastern Michigan area. Do you work primarily with uh, certain schools, or are you open to the public? F- uh, for any child or any family to come in? Okay, so we, we really divide our, our, our main programming into two parts. So during the school, during school days, we have schools uh, with, with uh, the special education students coming to our facility to learn life skills. So during the, during the morning and early afternoon hours, they're coming as a school group to, to learn, to use our, our village and the Weinberg village and, and you know, use, learn the skills of the money management, the time management, um, then we have the after-school programs, which are you can come, you come on an individual basis. So the way it works is, it's open to everybody. We ask, we do a family intake first, so we meet the family, we explain to them all the different programs we offer, we learn a little bit about their child, um, what what the child needs are, um, and, and get them comfortable and help them select the right programs, and then they can uh, they can pick and choose which programs they're going to attend to. So. Um, it, the after-school programs are open to anybody. We just we just go through a proper process where they have to do an intake first before they come in. Right. Yeah, because you do want to know uh, what it's what they're going to be like and uh, which ways you can help them. Exactly. Right. Well, can other people in parts of Michigan who don't live in the Detroit area visit the Friendship Circle as well to participate in the program, or is it primarily for the residents of southeastern Michigan? Um, they could definitely participate in the program. Like like I mentioned before, we for the most part we do require an intake, so we understand what the child's needs are beforehand. There are certain programs that they can attend um, without that, uh, more of our open programs. In the summer, we have a family fun day, um, and we have some programs also during the year. Um, generally, we would ask that you contact us in advance to, so that we know that you're coming and we can, we can prepare for that. We could definitely give you a tour, um, and if you're interested in coming on a regular basis, we, could, we would do the, the intake process and, and figure out the best the best programs for you. Now, you also have locations and facilities around the United States and Canada and areas of the world. Um, What's the best way for parents to find a facility or the Friendship Circle group in their area? So the best place would be to uh, visit the Friendship Circle International website, which is uh, Mm friendshipcircle.com. Our website is friendshipcircle.org, but if you go to friendshipcircle.com, on the top right corner there's a locations button, and Ah, you can put in a zip code or a city, and it it tells you what the uh, closest location is. We have about 80, I think there's about 85 locations around the world now. Hmm. The newest one just opened up, I think, in Brazil. Wow. And so, yeah, we're spreading out, and there's just a need for for this type of service, and we're happy that we can provide that. Right, yeah. I was looking through uh, facilities in the United States, for example, and there you have quite a lot of organization chapters. 
out there. So I think there's uh, there's places for people to go, definitely. And we'll put up links to that, of course, on our website and make sure everyone uh, has the opportunity to find it there as well. Um, I guess and probably the last thing I'd probably ask you about is, is there one thing that could best sum up the philosophy of the Friendship Circle and the work your organization does? You know, what really drives us is, is the, the idea that, that each person has a soul, and regardless of any of their limitations that a person may have with the body, everybody has, has that natural that, that soul, and you know, we, we just, because everybody has that, that same soul, we just, our goal is to just provide that love. And you know, we, the con- really, it's just about love, friendship, inclusion, and just giving them, you know, the sense of, you know, you're just like us, we're just like you, you know, and that's it. That's really our, our focus is that everyone has a soul and everybody, everybody is special in their own ways. Rabbi Sheckman, it's been wonderful to be able to talk to you about the Friendship Circle. Thank you very much. If you, you know, to read the blog, all you got to do is go to friendshipcircle.org slash blog, and all the resources are there. You can also check us out on Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com slash fcmichigan. That was Rabbi Zvi Sheckman, one of the family coordinators at the Friendship Circle, and he's also the lead author of the Friendship Circle blog, and I'd like to thank him for taking the time to talk to us today. Again, if you want to find out more about the Friendship Circle and subscribe to their email newsletter, just visit the Friendship Circle website, friendshipcircle.org. You'll find links to their homepage to follow them on not only Facebook, but also Google Plus and Twitter. You can also enter your email address to subscribe to their blog. And if you'd like to find out about a Friendship Circle group in your area, no matter where you live, visit the Friendship Circle International website to find locations all around North America and the world. And that's at friendshipcircle.com. And we have links to both of those sites on SpecialParentsConfidential.com. And that's it for this episode of Special Parents Confidential. I'm John Pellegrini. Thanks for listening.